0: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow!
1: I'm Sam to Delaney, so what?
0: It is the History Box! We are still rummaging around in the History Box regarding the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana in 1997. Um I'll tell you what we'll do before we go any further I'll have a look at the emails because there was one that I wanted to read out and we didn't get round to it last time mm. this is from Max and uh, Max says uh, uh, listen to the latest Diana aftermath last night and the mention of Mother Teresa's death a few days later triggered a memory he said I played local league cricket in South Yorkshire and we had a game on the day of the funeral the umpires decided it was appropriate that both teams observed a minute's silence before the game for Diana so we shuffled out to the wicket to solemnly line up one of our quest- <clears throat> one of our players questioned if we were having one for Diana. Surely we should have one for Mother Teresa as well.
1: Yeah.
0: The umpires looked annoyed, keen to get on with it, but conferred before coming back with she can have thirty seconds.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: they must have like tried to work out on the scale of things if Diana is worth a sixty-second silence, what is Mother Teresa worth? And the conclusion was half of that. She's half a Diana. She's getting 30 seconds. And uh, Max says, so a 90 second silence was observed instead. And I guess that kept everyone happy. So there we Um,
1: are. Do you remember they said, oh, Elton John has done Candle in the Wind for Diana's funeral? But he's mm. also recorded one for Mother Terrain at Teresa's funeral called "Sandals <laughs> yeah. in the Bin."
0: Sandals in the bin, yeah. <laughs>
1: that was a really popular joke in 1997,
0: it was, wasn't it? It was massive in 97.
1: Before was, Twitter, before memes, before WhatsApp yeah. groups, where jokes like this get generated and chucked round straight away.
0: Yeah, I mean, did people even still have? Did people have mobile phones then and text messages?
1: I yeah, and mo- there was a mo- there were mobile phones because I had one. You I, had I, one, I, of course, because you were... I was an early was adopter. You Uh
0: journalist.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, but even in the magazines where I worked at the time, it was still not everyone had one. In fact, I remember there was like, um, uh, I got you know, a load of copies of the old magazine Men's Health that I worked on at that time. And there were little articles. And whenever a mobile, whenever, you know, when like you need a sort of a generic um, reference point for someone who's a, a dickhead and a bit of a wanker, and yeah. I suppose for years that was a state agent, wasn't it? Yeah. Like if you're just sort of being lazy and you're looking for a reference point, it's like, like you know about as popular as the average estate agent, right? Mm. Um, I don't know what it would be now. Um, I'm not sure. Probably the guys who like who do the NHS car parks, right?
0: Anti-vax or something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I was noticed in this magazine that it was uh, mobile phone users were were the sort of um, whipping boys du jour. It was oh, like. I-
0: about as popular the, they, they as the average mobile
1: phone user.
0: successor to the yuppie.
1: Yeah, it was kind of like if you had a mobile phone, you were an and an a public irritant first of yeah. all, which yeah. I definitely would have been because of the the volume with which I speak, <laughs> and um, and also just like a cunt, like a flash cunt sort of thing. Yeah, and that, and that was a pretty mainstream a, a opinion.
0: Phone. A mobile phone, then you used them only to do phone calls, really. Oh, yeah. So it was more irritating. People hardly do phone calls on them. Now they just message each other. Yeah. So it's, it's irritating, but not um, audibly so. Yeah.
1: Different and there times. was also a lot of worries about them killing you, giving you cancer or big yeah, tumours. Yeah, that. Which
0: yeah. Which
1: I don't think, actually, I don't think that's ever been, like, completely... I think, basically, mobile phone companies became that rich and successful that, in the end, they just made sure that people stopped talking about that.
0: I mean, has there been any you know uptick in cases of cancer or death
1: i think they cover it. i think they Since cover it out i think do it's they? A,
0: yeah oh we're turning into that kind of podcast now are we <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: fuck oh i oh, hope God. so i really hope that sort of comes back what happens? if we are if we what's, are becoming that, then I really think we need to start getting. I've been thinking about our YouTube channel anyway, and it needs to It's got quite a lot of subscribers, right? Apparently, you only need a thousand subscribers to start monetizing. We've got over a thousand. But if you want to make it big in the YouTube world, you've either got to be playing video games, right? Or doing conspiracies. <sighs> Ideally, both. So, like, we- I'm game. Maybe me yeah. and you—we're playing FIFA Career Mode while simultaneously talking about vapor trails.
0: Oh man! Um, yeah, what,
1: what, Anti-vaxxing. What's really going on in really uh, going Ukraine? On? It's all hmm. none of it's real. It's all done on green screen by the BBC oh, and Jesus. Sky. Oh. I'm telling you, mate.
0: That could—I mean, if one of us does succumb to that shit, that's us fucked.
1: Because no, we'll that's, just... that's when that's when the money starts rolling. Oh, we,
0: we, we've both got to go for it then. We've both yeah, we've got, got to go for it. it. We've got to, be both of us
1: one to, we've got to go for it. Talking about
0: YouTube channels. S- can I, can super I just, weird. Can I just mention one that Bob turned me on to in the Athletical Parsons episode we did last week? Yeah. It's a fella called James Higgins. On YouTube, right. James Higgins okay. Open World, and I think he's from like <laughs> Northwich or somewhere like that. And he right. reviews stuff, and he goes at the supermarket and, and hunts down bargains. But his his videos are only like ninety seconds to two minutes long. And there's one he did last week for Hershey's milk chocolate, where he just he's on screen in his room in his in his rig, and he just says, "Here we are, Hershey's chocolate." There uh, we go. Holds it up to the camera, snaps a bit off, holds it up to the camera, and then he puts it in his mouth and he chews it for what seems like forever. He's on chewing it for, like, about, I don't know, 30 seconds. Into the camera. <laughs> and he swallows it, and then he goes, disgusted. One out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> don't and buy And that's it. it. I've
1: got him up now.
0: <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, and he just does loads of different stuff. James Higgins' open world.
1: Yeah, I'm on and it now. Let's see if it's... Um... Successful? Does it have a lot of subscribers? He's only got four hundred and forty-eight
0: subscribers as I speak. But
1: but the episode. What I like is that doesn't seem to bother him. I'm looking at him now. Stockwell and Co. Chili con carne review. (laughs) What I like is is that these guys who they don't really. Not (laughs) many people. Here we go. Stockwell Chili (laughs) Uh
0: Which I'm doing a
1: review
0: of now. There it is in there. Yeah. He's Uh, brilliant.
1: Right. Right, so uh, let's. Uh... He's dead serious. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. On my channel,
0: just one second. He's
1: not. He's not wasting anyone's time. No, no. Not like us. We're time wasters. That's I mean, what we're time we basically by do. Clear
0: this now, I guess. <laughs> yeah. We, 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 we waste people's YouTube.
1: time. What can
0: I say about that?
1: Yeah. So, count it. Well, that's out of ten. Uh that's a 7 out of 10, to be honest with you. Anyway, if you like this video, please subscribe. That's it. Uh yeah. He's just got... He, he takes quite a long time tasting it out of the pan. Yeah, I
0: tasted properly. And then yeah. he
1: goes, what can I say about that chili con carne? He's already mentioned it's chili con carne about eight times, and we've seen the fucking tin in close-up. We fucking know <laughs> it's a chili con carne, you nutter. Yeah. We're yeah. here for the fucking review. We're not here for the description.
0: no review. So then we're waiting...
1: <laughs> And I'm like, come on then, what's coming now? And he goes, well, what can I say about that? And I'm thinking, well, exactly, what can you say about it? Chilli con carne. Seven out of ten, to be honest <laughs> with you.
0: That's it. Yeah. He doesn't compare the flavours to anything else. No. He doesn't tell you what it tastes like, if it's slightly bitter or salty or anything like no, that. No, he's like, it's he just, just seven a, out of ten, chilli con carne. He has a good, a good old carne. taste of it. He has a good old taste of it. He yeah, put so you bounce. feel
1: as if he's, he's putting...
0: He's putting a lot of
1: thought into it. Yeah. He's not just not bad. The thing is he's he's not going to embellish anything, you know, with no. like loads of unnecessary no. flowery words. And he looks like a man who likes his food and therefore he sort of carries with him a certain amount of credibility. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, as a YouTube channel, I give him a 7 out of 10. I think, it, I think it's pretty good. But it's interesting because it's of use. And when you think of our podcast, the fucking inordinate amount of content that we fucking shit out every week, uh-huh. right?
0: Yeah.
1: Really, the purpose that serves in people's lives is to help them waste time, isn't it?
0: I guess so. Fill time at the very least, yeah.
1: Fill it, yeah. waste it. I mean, they might not the consider thing. it wasted. But I'm telling you, lads, it, you are wasting your time. There's, this is... You're learning nothing here.
0: This is a complete waste of time. Yeah, I'll switch off now. Get on to James Higgins. He just does two minutes. Yeah. Get on to do something else. He'll go out and buy some chili con carne. Yeah, but yeah. James Higgins Open World. And I think you'll be. You'll have more than 440 subscribers by the time this goes out because um, Bob was a lot very, of people will jump uh, on to that. Now. About him. Yeah. So
1: it was like that bloke last year blew up because he was he was growing vegetables. I don't know if you saw him in it. Big veg. Right. I can't remember his name, but his YouTube channel and his Twitter became really big. It's just some nice old geezer basically growing veg and showing you how he does it and then yeah. how he eats it afterwards. Yeah. And his catchphrase at the end was just simply, cheers.
0: <laughs> so go,
1: I'm taking a look at the carrots I planted today. Planted them back in, back in autumn. Let's see how they're looking today. They're here. I'll pull one up. <laughs> look at that it's a nice carrot that I'll probably <laughs> I'll probably peel that and boil it to have a dinner later and then he just holds <laughs> it close to the camera and he goes cheers
0: carrot.
1: cheers <laughs> and I don't know there's something soothing about we talked before about the soothing nature of YouTube men I mean usually yeah. it's handy men isn't it it's
0: that, we, that guy that called like. Al the, the Al who's the um, he's the plumber and does radiators and stuff like that or Rads as he calls them yeah he's a pro he's <laughs> <fucking> great him. <laughs>
1: Loved it. Um, I lo- I yeah. Love I love you, Rad's YouTubers, like that mm. genre. I could watch yeah. it all day.
0: <laughs> Radiator YouTubers. The it's best. nice that we've got all these options, though, isn't it? And so yet much still, entertainment. Yet Unlike
1: the days when Diana died.
0: TV.
1: Diana <clears> died, and all we had was Diana dying. With
0: the telly. And all the, t- all the channels were wall to wall Diana coverage. As yeah. pointed out in another email, mm. um, which is from uh, Alistair. And he says, uh, good evening, you magnificent cunts. I'll take that. Mm. Um, he says, uh, when I woke up in the morning, I went to watch my cartoons. I was 11 at the time. BBC One, all the way to Channel 4, because that's kind of all we had, was wall-to-wall coverage of her death. Uh, no cartoons. I was more upset at the lack of cartoons. My dad got up and I told him, Princess Diana is dead. What have I told you about lying? It's true. He then went through to the TV and sure enough, she was dead. Sorry, I thought you were lying. And he proceeded to walk to the kitchen to make a bacon roll. He didn't give a toss.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I thought you were lying. Carry on.
0: Oh, well. As you were. (laughs) So there we go. Um, We'll go back to the Wikipedia page for the Diana thing. Uh, And we've got the section Funeral and Burial. Um, there were an estimated for the funeral right Westminster Abbey 6th of September Saturday there was an estimated 3 million mourners and onlookers in London I'm not sure how they measure that because I mean 10 million people also live in London don't they how could you differentiate between an onlooker and someone who's just going about their business do they have to be standing still? Do their eyes need to be facing in the direction of the funeral, or Westminster Abbey itself? You need itself?
1: to be crying, or you need to be crying, sort of moaning, wailing, yeah, to prove that you're mourning. Because you could be there, you could be in attendance, you could have attended it specifically. But you go, I'm here. I'm not mourning. Mm. I mean, and I'll just tell you this: look at the crowd. I've been to funerals. I have been to funerals where I have been there out of respect or support for others. To mark someone's death, I've, but I've not been mourning. Yeah, I've been plenty of funerals where I haven't mourned. Yeah, in all honesty, You'd observed. I've been there in an in an observational capacity,
0: yeah, A respectful observation, not a mourning. Yeah.
1: yeah, and very often, even if I haven't been close to the person, but I've had to attend it. You know, like if <clears throat> you know, like sort of, you know, say so my wife has someone close to her who dies, and I go, all right, I'll come with you to hold your hand and all the rest of yeah. it, and then hold you're the there. And you're like, right, this funeral's going on. And sometimes, if I'm bored in any situation, including a funeral, which, look, let's be fucking honest, they can be boring. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you weren't a fan of Michael Hutchins, but his funeral wasn't boring. But most funerals are boring. His one was fucking knockout, wasn't it? That's what mine's going to be like. There'll be all these crying beauties in the front row with oh, mascara the yeah. down their gorgeous cheeks yeah. sort of wishing well, that- thinking about what might have been you know right
0: okay
1: uh just like Hutchins but um yeah I think that you know I tend to sort of like let my mind wander into imaginary football matches um yeah. when I'm at a funeral and I'm not mourning um, and then and then but then sometimes I get drawn into it because there's such an atmosphere of sadness and mourning in the room that even if you didn't have a deep emotional connection with the deceased
0: you soon get one
1: for, for as long as you're in that room you can start thinking pretty deep <clears throat> sad thoughts <clears throat> about them and then about yourself and then you <clears throat> start thinking oh god everyone's gonna die eventually everyone in this room
0: yeah
1: you know in the scheme of things in the blink of an eye every single cunt in this room including me is gonna be dead and then uh, uh, you're going, oh, fuck it now. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have come. But then you get out and it's all right.
0: Jalapeño.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass." The point is, is that I've been thinking a lot about this Diana business, obviously. And I genuinely think, this is a bit of a cliche, but I've become, as I get older, I realise more and more that I think it's 100% true. I think in Britain, we are emotionally repressed and have been for so long, for whatever reasons, that it's like genetic now. It's deep inside our bones, right? Yeah we're born like we're emotionally we struggle to express emotions if you go to like mediterranean countries for example latin countries in particular right they will that there is a there is sort of little bits of emotion good and bad that are laced into everyday life from the way in which they name everyday items like foods or streets or whatever life is emotion to these people Mm. right to us life is about trying to ignore emotion as much as possible because I don't know the reasons why. I think, you know, we built a society on a Protestant work ethic. Um, Our sort of masters for many generations have been public schools, Uh, people who went to public schools where you are trained to repress and ignore all emotion. And then that attitude comes down from the top because it was important in imperial times, right? And I think that's the reason why, like british people binge drink and go mental at uh, so much at uh, things like football they fight they cry they get out of their minds because you cut the the emotions are still there they've got to go somewhere and they've got to come out somewhere and if you're not getting them out it, li- little, little by volcano. little in a natural way it will erupt yeah everyone has a deep need to express emotion if you can do it in a way that is just part of your everyday life then that's easy But if you're letting it all build up and then it explodes out once in a while, then that's dangerous. What happened with Diana was collectively, none of us are fucking showing enough emotion to connect on a human level from day to day, right? In my opinion. But when something like that really shocking happens, it sort of scares us. It's sort of traumatic. And then there's an opportunity for us all to suddenly unite briefly in a shared sense of extreme emotion. And so people who might not have even given two fucks about Diana the day before she died got drawn into it because it was an opportunity, just like England playing in football matches can be, right? It was an opportunity Mm. for you to sort of express some emotion in in a way that you thought was all right. It it legitimised public show of emotion, which is just something that's very difficult to do in our culture, in our society. Yeah,
0: I completely agree. But then it it was almost... an outburst that had been building up for decades Mm. because we didn't used to be like that and now people just can't stop sharing emotions whether they're real or manufactured now Mm. that we've got stuff like social media everybody wants to um, see how sorry they are how sad they are when a celebrity dies even though there's nothing to do with them or you know there's there's lots of different examples of people just feeling the need to say stuff and yeah, but on the, whole,
1: on, on the whole, that can be sad. irritating, I agree. But on the whole, I think it's quite good because not everyone has a, um, what do you call it, a release? Is it a release valve? Not, we'll not, call it a release valve. I don't know if it
0: a release the valve? better word for it. Yeah, we'll,
1: we'll call it that. Yeah. What is it like when something has to release Safety some valve? steam? Yeah, well, whatever. Not everyone has that outlet, steam right? Valve. And a, yeah, a, you need a small valve, emotional valve, to let bits out and some people are lonely or some people are in like the people around them they don't feel comfortable expressing these things face to face with people they know and they actually quite relish the impersonal nature of social media because it allows them to share things that they don't feel comfortable sharing and and so it can be irritating when we read it um funnily enough for me personally if it's a stranger i don't find it irritating if if it's someone you know a bit, sometimes it's irritating, which is weird. I feel disappointed in myself for for for, say, for feeling that way, but I do. Um, but you know, it's better than people just fucking building it up. It might, yeah, you know, for the small amount of annoyance it can cause us. And and let's be honest, it's easy for us to ignore or disengage from anyway. It's better than these people, everyone walking around for a load of fucking feelings and thoughts that they're kind of building up inside of them into a yeah. dangerous, ugly. A tumour of feelings.
0: Yeah. Is the steam release valve related to self-esteem, do you think?
1: Um, what, because it sounds similar? Self-esteem, yeah. steam like valve. Two,
0: two words, self-esteem, because it's self, isn't it? This it's is the, my self-esteem, steam, steam valve. Self.
1: Do you suffer from self-esteem and pent-up emotions? Then why not buy... My new Instagram advertised, Instagram only, purchasable, self-esteem steam valve release.
0: (laughs) Just inject it into your side.
1: And out come your feelings. Uh, At a gentle and consistent (laughs) rate. Stream.
0: They don't don't look like steam. They mainly look like blood. But (laughs) trust me, there's steam in there. Because blood is mostly water. (laughs) That's like what's the other one that people always put? I don't know if self-esteem is a is a thing that people put on social media, but scapegoat, which is escape, mm. and then goat as as two separate words instead of scapegoat, which is the actual word. That's what I've right. seen a few times.
1: And what do they do that for?
0: Well, when, when people, well, I think when people are ranting on Facebook about being an scapegoat for yeah. someone else's actions. When in truth, they don't really have a clue what they're doing or talking about. Just feeling the need to vent vent steam or spleen even. That's Is it, that where people, you inject it into? Do you inject it into the spleen? I've never That's understood sort of the, the
1: vent, vent your spleen thing. Never understood that. Um,
0: Does that I've what you never do?
1: Under, there's, there's a vent your spleen, right? Here's, an, here's some other phrases that I don't understand, right? Um, I've got a mate who's my age. He's one of my childhood mates, right? And so he pretty much talks like me, right? Right. But he will suddenly say, when you're in a conversation with him, when I mean, you're all, like, standing around probably public, he will say, unironically, i tell you what else really sticks in my craw. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you're like, mate, have you gone mad? You go, what? It sticks in my craw. What do you mean by sticks in my craw? Well, you know what it means. It means it's something that annoys me. It gets my goat, yeah. right? And you go, yeah, yeah but stop saying that. Like, it's a scapegoat. Stop, goes, stop saying sticks in my craw. No one knows what a fucking craw is or what's sticking in it.
0: Well, I, I, I'm more sympathetic to that because it's a phrase that I'd probably use. I like it. It's quite, a, quite an elaborate phrase. But I'd like someone to point out whereabouts on the body the craw is.
1: What is the craw? And what and is it that you're sticking in here's there? Here's the other phrase. Which is, is the anus? Which is coming to... Yeah, it's, a, it's like a... Old English term from uh, if you look in Chaucer, like in what do you call it, Pilgrim's Progress, or one of them, Old English, they use "craw" is the old word for bumhole.
0: It's a finger up the bum, isn't it? Yeah,
1: is what it yeah. is. "Sticks in my craw" is a phrase that derives from Chaucer, and in it, it, and it refers to a, a, a pilgrim having a finger shoved up his ass. Yeah. Anyway, on the road to Canterbury, um, the uh, my. My son's got a teacher who's a lovely bloke. I won't name him. He's really nice, but in some ways he's quite old-fashioned. And he goes, and uh, he, obviously my my daughter used to go to the same school. And she goes, oh yeah, you've got Mr. So-and-so, have you? Does he still say, uh, still keep complaining about being cheesed off? And my son's (laughs) like, yes! Yes! (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly it. I've been meaning to ask, what's that about? And she goes, (laughs) none of us ever knew. But he said it all the time. You're really starting to cheese me off. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, that's what well, that's a phrase that's kind of gone out of fashion, then, isn't it? Because that's something that yeah. we're familiar with being cheesed off. When did that well, go? Out we're of familiar
1: with it, but it's a it's a, he doesn't care, he's he's just carried on using it since he was using it fashion, which which was last in fashion, which was probably alive. like the 70s.
0: Yeah, oh, good for him, I see. Do you think off. getting back to funerals? do you th- this is a thing I believe old people retired people have got a tendency to just go along to funerals even if they don't know the, um, the, the victim I think we decided is the proper term and I've they just sit at that, the back I've heard that's just done take I mean all in.
1: even my mum sometimes I, I had to have a word with her about a couple of things because it's like she seems over keen to get to a funeral like she goes <laughs> well they're having a funeral I don't know if I'm going to be invited or not. I mean, I'll wait and see. And then she'll call next day. I still haven't heard about funeral, but now I'm starting to think, well, maybe I should just turn up because not all funerals do invites. They just assume that word will get round and you turn up. And I don't want to, I don't want my absence to be noticed. And then the next day it's like, well, now I really don't know what to do because apparently so-and-so did get an invite, but mine might've been lost in the post. And you're like, mum, if you want to go to the funeral, go to the fucking funeral. Go. But before you make that decision, just ask yourself, why do you feel the need to go to this funeral? Like, is it is it more <clears> about you than it is about the deceased and the mourners? Is it the, that now, for your age group, is like the kind of, I need to see and be seen. I
0: yeah. need to
1: stay in the mix. I need to stay relevant. And the place to stay relevant at my age is funerals.
0: Is it funerals? I mean, the invitation surely is to the wake, isn't it? the 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 church and the funeral. I know that with COVID and everything, numbers were reduced. That it was invitation only, and it was really restricted. But usually, in the normal times, surely anyone can just go along to the church and just sit at the back.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: especially if it's someone who's really old, because there's not going to be many people there. Because most of them, it's a dead you hear
1: stories. I mean, for a single man with a penchant for widows, to be honest. If anyone should just be turning up uninvited at fucking funerals, it's you.
0: I'm just... Yeah, I'm trying to um, test the water, if you like, by having this yeah, conversation. I see that I'm now, just trying yeah. to put some feelers out about what's acceptable. Mate, don't what feel isn't. weird
1: about it. Turn up at your... Mm. You know, for a, for a widow, for a recently deceased woman who, let's just say, for example, has been left with a sizeable nest egg, right, mm. by her husband. Um and she is because her husband was rich she's lived quite a leisurely life for the last 20 years uh, involving a huge amount of time in the gym um, and you know just looking after herself so what I'm saying is she's still she's stunning but she's a widow because her husband God bless him He's Sarah Green. Yeah, he died. He died in a helicopter crash, her Mm -hmm. husband. Let's just say, for example, right? Or complications following a previous helicopter crash. I
0: was going to say, he didn't, did he? They were both in a helicopter crash. He died of a heart attack or something.
1: Complications during surgery. Yeah. Um, Listen, we're not saying it's Sarah Green. We're just saying, for example, example. someone like Sarah Green. And you're you're a catch. And I think. It'd be fine if you suddenly... She turned around with tears down her eyes, sexy mascara running. It's always nice to see. It's not nice to yeah. see. never nice to see a lady crying, but there is something sexy, let's be it's, honest. About
0: yeah, there's something Mascara
1: tears. It yeah, it's primal, image. exactly. <laughs> so I'm very primal about that, and primal things are, are sexy. Animalistic. And she looks around thinking, what now? All I've got is a huge house a collection mm. of my husband's sports cars, which I can't bring myself to sell, and a fucking massive life insurance payout, right? Loads, but loads I of am lingerie. lonely. And sooner or later, once I've passed through the mourning process, <clears throat> I will, my thoughts will naturally turn back to cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That's nature. And That's
1: nature. she looks around, and you're at the back, dark glasses, solemn-faced, yeah. Immaculate Yves Saint Laurent suit, right? Mm-hmm. And Which I've had taken
0: out to accommodate yeah. me. Yeah.
1: book. No, you've had it tailored, especially. And you're there <laughs> well, and you're holding the little leaflet they give you. They give you a leaflet, don't they, with the words the to the things on. The yeah. program. You're holding that respectfully. Yeah. But it's pointing weirdly towards your groin. But that's sublimate. haven't rolled it up into a subliminal. tube
0: or anything like that yet. You do that after nah, No, you? that's In what adverbally. the
1: teenagers do. No, yeah. you'll, you'll be holding it respectfully as if you're going to keep it almost crease free and then keep it, maybe frame it at home. Yeah. And you just give her a respectful trial. nod. Did you know my husband? No, I didn't. But I knew of him. And I knew, I knew he him. was a great man. And that's why I'm here today. Dawson, Andy Dawson, podcaster and time waster. The, a pleasure to meet north. you. You kiss her hand. Yeah. <laughs> Northern podcasting powerhouse. <laughs> And, t- and professional time waster Enchante <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Fully rude.
1: laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I read the rest restaurant itself
1: yeah exactly
0: uh, yeah, I mean it I would actually know. be a good film I don't know maybe maybe that's something we'll do in later life just go along to funerals and just have a, have a butcher's
1: yeah it's like time. that film The Wedding Crashers with um, yeah. Owen Wilson and what's his name Vince Vaughn and it's the yeah. same sort of vibe they just turn up at weddings but mm-hmm. I'm sure there is a film where someone turns up on the poet funerals as well
0: if there's not we'll write it yeah. tell you what we'll leave it there we'll okay. um, try and have another go at this Diana thing next time
1: we'll see uh, if we got then, any more content we'll be honest we didn't really have much content prepped for this one well, uh, next we, time we, we just might...
0: were looking at the Wikipedia page and we got distracted as we yeah. sometimes do yeah but uh, yeah there's plenty more there's a big bulk of stuff, a section called reactions and we'll, we'll try and have a proper look at that next time. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much and goodbye.
1: Goodbye.